a lot of people are afraid to make mistakes because they're afraid of failure. But if you start to see failure as a way to upgrade your life and to step out of your comfort zone and to grow, then you become literally unstoppable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready? Hi guys, I'm Robbie and you are watching or listening to the Lost Creator Podcast and joining me today we have the incredible Susan. You might know her as Gypsy in Sneakers. Now over the last year, if not year and a half, you have gained over 115,000 subscribers on YouTube, over 14 million views. That's really amazing. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. That's an amazing introduction. Of course, <laughs> an incredible introduction for an incredible person. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. No worries. So actually, one of the first questions I kind of wanted to kick off with today is uh, why Gypsy in Sneakers? Why, like what kind of came about with that name? Why not like Wanderer in Crocs or something? <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, it started actually, I saw someone that was called Traveler in Heels. Then I thought, that's a really nice name. I should make my own version of that. And then I thought Gypsy is someone who travels the world, but finds also home in different places, you know? That's what I do. I travel the world, but I find home in different countries as well. Now my home is in Bali. It has been in Laos as well. So that's how Gypsy started. And then in sneakers will always be my adventurous, wild side. Like I'm not a heels person. I'm not a flip-flop person. I want to climb mountains. I want to do adventurous things. Okay, it's, it's a great name that kind of encompasses exactly sort of who you are and what your ethos is yeah. um, for your channel. But um, I'd actually like to know a little bit more about your background. So like take us back to how it kind of all started when, when you decided to start content creation, you know, maybe even pre uh, prior to that. Right, yeah, that is... Um I studied tourism management because I always knew I wanted to travel, but I had no idea what. So I thought if I study tourism, somehow I, I'll end up in the right in the right place. And that is when it's really funny because a girl that I was studying with, she introduced me to Christian, who I started to follow when I was studying tourism management. And then I saw his travels and then I saw all the other travel vloggers, bloggers. And that's when I started to thinking like, that's the life that I also want. But it was so far away, I was really scared. I was a very small town girl. I'm from a very small town. It is already a big thing if you leave your own country, you know? So everyone was like, Susan, just calm down and just do this. And then, I just saved up my money because I always knew I wanted to do more. So after uh, after the studying hours, I worked as a waitress. I was saving up, but I didn't even know where I was saving for. But I thought this is my ticket to freedom. If I can save up this money, somehow I can buy myself freedom one day. And then fast forward, I graduated and then COVID happened. So I couldn't go anywhere. I had you, my... Sorry, so you graduated... Uh, from With tourism <laughs> and, then, and then COVID hits. Yes. Well, okay, so that was just a little bit of uh, unfortunate correct. timing. That was <laughs> very unfortunate. I felt very defeated. I felt so down and I was just so unhappy. And I saw a lot of people that I knew who were living in Bali. And I remember telling to my coworker, like, I just want to be in Bali and I don't know even what I want to do, but I want to take pictures. I want to be creative. I want to create a life for myself. And then she responded like, why are you not doing it? What's stopping you? And then I started to really think about it. And then I thought, yeah, well, it's COVID. The borders are closed. But she said, there's there is a way to everything. So I started to invest in it. And that's when I found out that there was a way to get into Bali. And long story short, I bought my ticket and 
the rest is history. The rest is history. Well, I mean, hopefully not just history uh, yeah. for, for your book, so we can uh, kind of uh, talk about it a little bit more. But it, very interesting as well, you worked as a waitress. So this the, was this your waitress friend as well, who you were talking to, yeah. sort of saying? Yeah. i got to say, you know, uh, kudos to you for, for working in, in that kind of area of hospitality because it is not a, uh, oh, it's a it's, tough work, it's a tough job. Yeah. And, uh, and I would like to say I've, I've, I've worked as a waiter myself and, and mm. I, I got to say I think some of the best people in, in the world have, yeah. have gone through that kind I know. of the hardship of it humbles to, you it, it really humbles you <laughs> for sure yeah, yeah. Um, that's really cool and so um, I mean you've obviously mentioned Christian um, if you don't know it's Mr. Christian LeBlanc from Lost LeBlanc uh, and kind of the reason why this all exists and why we're here but um, uh, you, you joined LCA as well which is the, the Lost Creator Academy yeah um, what sort of point in in that step of you taking that next leap did you decide to join um lost creator academy that was a really big step for me because obviously it was back in the time a really big investment so i thought about it for months and months and then there was this one friend and she did actually it was mana it was maza travel and i shout asked out, her shout out to maza travels shout out to mana <laughs> because because of her i'm doing this and i remember texting her like hey girl is it worth it and i saw her content going literally sky high like it was so good and then i thought okay if it's for her so worth it i should just do it and I think it was within my first two weeks of actually being here in Bali, I also bought the course. And I was just sitting in my guest house next to the pool and binge watching all the videos. I had no idea what shutter speed, what ISO manual shooting was. I was just, I had no <laughs> idea. And yeah, I learned so much. I literally started from the bottom and yeah, learned yeah. everything. I, I still don't know what ISO and shutter speed is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I love so that. Obviously, um, obviously, like no, but um, it's really great. I mean, obviously, a lot of a lot of content there. Um, was there? You know, obviously, it's a it's a course where you then have to kind of go out and put it into practice, and and uh, and obviously, yeah, you definitely did, which is that's kind of why you're why you're yeah. here with us today. Um, and then tell us a little bit about when you first started posting on on YouTube or Instagram. Sort of like what was the the first platform that kind of called out to you, and you decided to give it a swing. Yeah, the first platform was 100% Instagram because that was my comfort zone. I remember posting only pictures with my back towards the camera very far away. That's like safe, you know, you cannot the be judged. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then I started to travel so much that people were actually asking me all the time, why don't you start YouTube? Why don't you vlog your whole experience? But the main thing is I was terrified i was so afraid of what people think of me how good my english would be how i would look like on camera there were just so many things that were holding me back so i postponed it for a while and then there was one good friend and he kind of like pushed me he was like just make one vlog try it i'm sure people will love your travels and the way you talk and the way you are bubbly and blah 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 so i did it and that vlog did actually pretty well already. And then I posted a second one and a third one. And I think my fourth video went viral already, which is a video, how to make friends in Bali. <laughs> and it just did so well. And I think I got monetized within my fifth or sixth video. That's even. insane. That's, that's really, really insane. It's it, yeah, it just beyond all of my wildest dreams. It literally it went so quick and that's how it happened. Yeah. Everyone has fears, right? Like everyone has these fears, especially at the start of content creation. It's this kind of, it's it's 
definitely the self-conscious thing that's that's always going to be the the number one primary yeah. fear is this idea that like i'm i'm scared i, I don't oh. know if i should just put something out i don't know what people are going to think of me i am i'm scared of it, it's not good enough i don't like the way it looks and and it just goes to show the importance of just starting yeah that's just like exactly the best place to start is just by posting and not worrying about being yeah. perfect immediately and just letting the rest kind of come along the way that's for me the biggest lesson you just have to start because there will never be a perfect time that was for me so crucial because i was always afraid like my english is not good i don't look well enough in front of a camera i don't have the right camera but when i just started you literally make mistakes you learn again you make mistakes you learn again and only by making those mistakes you can grow yeah 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 i mean you have to you have to make the mistakes you have to 100%. without the mistakes you can't grow you can't develop like it's it, it's what you know mistake maketh man uh, not not common say exactly yeah. and the thing is a lot of people are afraid to make mistakes because they're afraid of failure but if you start to see failure as a way to upgrade your life and to step out of your comfort zone and to grow then you become literally unstoppable yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's so cool that's really, really cool and obviously your content that you were making especially around that time when you were first starting out was very much bali related you know? yeah, so you had true. a lot of like bali um yeah. content and that obviously led to maybe poten potentially like a bigger interest within the bali market of the consumption side yeah um so i'd like to know a little bit more about um you know tell me a little bit about how the audience side of things within your channel has kind of developed or grown or it developed a lot yeah, yeah. it was very interesting because i started indeed with um really Bali content. And then I had a few videos where I started to try local Balinese food or local Indonesian food because I'm really an authentic kind of traveler. Like I really want to show people the real side of Bali, the real side of Indonesia. And then I thought food is the perfect way to do this because I know Indonesians are very proud of their food. So in the beginning of my YouTube career, I had a lot of Indonesian based followers and they are amazing because they're so dedicated. The engagement is really well. And then because uh, my YouTube were popping off a lot, I got a lot of questions like, what's the best place to stay in Canggu? Are there good restaurants? So then I started to make like tips for in Bali and that's when my Western audience came. So it's now a perfect combination of the really good engaged Indonesian followers, but also the Western followers who are obviously good for later on collaborations and for paid promotions. Definitely. Have you, have you always been quite a foodie? You've always loved? Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What about um, <clears throat> drinky? Uh, do, you, do, you, do you enjoy having a drink? Actually, um, would, you, would you like a drink? Because we've got a couple of drinks to offer. I think we have some some whiskey, some, oh some vodka. God. If not, there's just sparkling water, some normal water. <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely take a whiskey, I think. Uh, it's 5 p.m. somewhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you like so a drink? so funny. Yeah, I would like yeah. a drink. What would you like to drink? What can we get you? Just water, actually. Just water? Sparkling? Normal? <laughs> normal water, please. Okay, wonderful. Um, so, <clears throat> in relation, obviously, to your market being mainly Indonesian and obviously this is something that you're kind of doing a lot more full-time now um I'd be a little bit interested in kind of learning a little bit more about your different uh revenue streams and obviously like generally speaking as we know on YouTube uh, as a platform especially when you have uh different audiences in different regions your CPM can vary and yep. it can obviously affect that kind of level of income making but um, what was your sort of experience with uh, with this and how can we sort of how, how did you sort of branch out to be able to kind of make this a full time um, thing? Obviously, when I started to do it, I was still living off my savings, which was very scary because every month you see it deduct a lot. But I knew I had this dream and then 
so many people were telling me like consistency is key so you need to keep on going and there were so many months where I was thinking okay there's not any money coming in I'm I'm working literally seven days a week 12 hours long and there's no money coming in and this is insane and then I started to hire an editor actually while I didn't even had income but I was already spending so much money a month but um, I think you also like you you kind of came from that mentality already from back home of saving yeah and kind of understanding like the value of of hundred um, percent the value of money ah thank you appreciate that <laughs> I believe we've got um, a water coming up for you. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheers, by the way. Cheers. Cheers. Although it's technically bad luck to cheers with water, but we'll let it slide. Okay. But no, you, you kind of came from this um, this background of understanding the value of the dollar, you know, understanding yep. the value of like every penny counts. And so even when you are living off of your savings, I think having that discipline it's so before important. Is, is so important. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, being able to to make the right choices being able to set that money aside that you know that like you know understanding that you you're never going to put yourself in a position where you're going to be out of a bed out of food exactly whatever. and so. that is 100 percent so important because i had a lot of friends who were actually running out of money and they were still doing massages every day they were going out to fancy restaurants and i lived for a year as if i didn't have any money so i lived in the most cheap guest houses i was only eating local food i remember there was someone who wanted go out with dinner with me and I was like no sorry <laughs> I'm only eating local food I need to save my money so long story short I lived very cheap I wasn't spending anything only on my business things that really matter so I invested in a videographer very early already and in an editor and then I got to start monetize but it was obviously not enough to cover my costs but that grew pre pretty quick so I'm really lucky with that and in terms of sort of then obviously building that growing that uh, and having sort of other revenue streams i believe if i'm not mistaken uh you recently did a q a video uh, as uh, as <clears throat> having sort of hit that 100k subscribers is yes, that right yeah, sure. uh, so in that video you discussed having sort of other online products uh, and obviously yep. you do have your, your villa now which is going to become a, a, yes. another sort of income source there yep. so obviously first of all massive congratulations on thank that because that is so that much. is a huge thank you. huge accomplishment because it's not just one it's two it's villa. two villas <laughs> i mean round of applause guys <laughs> i can i can hear them from home um <laughs> amazing <laughs> no but congratulations that's obviously thank like you. that's something that um you know you, you're you're still to kind of get to that point you are still living with that um very discipline mentality yes. when it comes to saving um yeah. but uh, tell us a little bit more about sort of any other online products or other sort of uh, yeah. revenue streams that you're kind of exploring there obviously for anyone who's out there of course yeah the thing that i like my revenue streams now are obviously google uh sorry youtube ads that's for me a big one right now but the biggest one is collaborations once you reach the 100k on youtube it's really it's really nice yeah <laughs> the brands that want to collaborate with you so i would say those two are my biggest streams of income right now and then i have a lot of small ones i do uh, stock footage on black box i sell e-products as well i have some affiliate marketing and then it started already with the villas so that's going to be the next big one but that's for now be, that's gonna be the real kaching ka that's isn't gonna it? be really nice you're gonna and start, so you're gonna start being able to, to say yes to a lot more dates now, yes right? yeah, exactly <laughs> i don't have to go to local restaurants <laughs> that'll be good that, that's uh, yeah no that's that's great and uh, and obviously i think with the 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 villas that you're kind of working on at the moment there um there's almost a big branded 
element to that as well because you've kind of created it yep. very much around what the gypsy and sneakers exactly. kind of vibe and aesthetic yeah. is all about it's actually really funny because yesterday there's not even a link ready yet it's not on booking.com it's not on airbnb i just posted one single story and the bookings are flowing in already and it's yesterday i had this moment of realization and i was just sitting on my bed and just being so insanely grateful and happy that with just one story and it's just a single whatsapp number of the management agency and bookings are flowing in and they were like susan what did you do there's so many bookings already for the next month and and immediately going online being like how much does a boat cost <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god yes can Looking i finally <laughs> can i finally afford a yacht you know can we can we start making that happen <laughs> i love that <laughs> um and then and, and also on 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 youtube uh, as well because obviously any platform instagram youtube tiktok whatever uh, tiktok maybe less so at the moment because it's kind of got it's 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 got its very defined structure and yes. um and idea of, of how it works but uh, with youtube and instagram it changes it, it kind of it, it very much works off of not i don't want to say the algorithm because obviously the algorithm is based off of audience and consumption yeah. um, but you know now uh, youtube itself has introduced shorts uh sure. and i've noticed on your channel you're kind of posting a lot of shorts but yeah. that's not uh, creation of shorts it's actually the, the repurposing of some of your longer format yeah. um, videos exactly yeah. and so how how so how, what was your choice uh, or what was the reasoning behind kind of exploring that as a ruse well it was more of an experiment because every time a platform introduces a new feature it's really important to try it out so that's why i had so many long form content that i got repurposed in short form so i thought why not do it because it's not any new effort to record it and i did it and i didn't really like the results i think it's really good for people to explore you and to find you but monetization wise and engagement wise it was not what i expected it to be so i actually i stopped posting shorts oh now. really yeah. Yeah. interesting interesting yeah, 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 i think yeah. definitely w w one of the things that's been happening is that it definitely helps with the subscriber yeah basis to kind of help you with yes. that goal if that's if that's a goal that you're hoping to achieve but um it doesn't count towards the watch time which generally then helps with the overall yeah exactly growth of the, the channel but it's definitely exactly. one that's worth exploring and obviously you've kind of yeah. given it a go you maybe see it as not the right um approach yeah. for you maybe that could change who knows exactly and it's also the the content that i use for shorts was mainly the food content and i really loved it that was how i grew my channel how i got to where i am right now but it's not what i want to keep on doing right now i'm focusing way more on the authentic travel on the adventure travel side so now that i repurposed all my food content it's time to move on to the next to well, the next thing and in saying that obviously what I'm hearing and what uh, hopefully our hearers are viewing is that you also have a particular niche. Yes, I and it's do. it's important to have a niche. Very important. Very important. Uh, because obviously, you know, if you, you YouTube, you're, you're battling out with millions of hours of content that's being uploaded a day. Yes. And so you really have to try and find a way to make yourself um, stand out. So, you know, what, what are some of the ways that you feel like you've definitely been able to try and make yourself stand out in, in your uh, channel? I love that question. It's a really good one. I that's literally what I was thinking about two years ago and I started all of this and I thought, how can I be different than the rest of all the influencers, content creators out there? And what I've seen a lot is and there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, but there's lots of beautiful girls and beautiful clothes, beautiful dresses, really nice locations. But then 
I I want to be that person that goes to places no one has ever been before. I don't really care about how I look like, if I'm sweaty, if I wear ugly clothes. I really, I don't care. And then I thought, I want to be that adventurous type of girl. I want to be known for something and not just for something on the outside. I want to be known for my mindset, for being fearless. I want to be known as an adventurous person. So that's why I started to do more outside of the box thing so that's what I want to do more now as well and it is difficult because the travels that I have to make for this type of niche are obviously really intense they're very difficult to plan and difficult to find people to travel with as well because so many people I get called crazy all the time for my travel plans but yeah that's basically what I want to do I just want to separate myself from the other influencers out there and the people who call us crazy they just fuel us exactly. more to, to do it exactly and to do crazier yeah. and better and more things, you know? the haters haters need to back off and <laughs> <laughs> call me crazy and i'll show you how crazy yeah exactly how crazy i can <laughs> exactly. actually be and and, and yeah. it only yeah it only fuels the content for yeah. sure and, and our and our ideas and so oh, i mean i think your, your your content is also very um value based there's a lot of value in the information that you provide because if i wanted to you know find out about what this specific uh, um, Indonesian food tastes like, you know, you're going to be someone I'm going to go to. If I want to find out yeah. about adventuring to a specific place, you're going to be someone that I, uh, that I go to. So how, yeah. how do you, what sort of kind of research would you say, what kind of like level of pre-production would you say you go into with your, with your content? For the Indonesian food, I'm really lucky that I have now a team around me that consists of Indonesian people. So they, I get the best tips and they really help me to find the food. So they, it's mostly their help that I use, actually. And then for the travels, it's more me because I know what I want and I want to see like off the grid locations. So, for example, I've just been to Sumba. That was a dream for me for such a long time because it's literally called remote Sumba even by the locals and then what I do is mostly I start to reach out to tour operators or even on Instagram to local people and just ask like can you help me I want to see undiscovered locations I want to have authentic travel and I don't want to see the big tourist spots don't take me to places everyone goes to take me to places no one has been and they like that as a foreigner to as a local person to show a foreigner really undiscovered places that's what they love yeah yeah, yeah. And, well, and, and sort of now that you've kind of brushed on the, the fact you've got a team as well um, <clears throat> and obviously what a great investment as well if your content is Indonesian you've got like the best the best people for it yeah but in terms of the, the, the process of hiring a team, I'd like to know sort of for, for you specifically and, and, and any advice maybe you could provide for others is when in your content creation timeline, did it feel like it was the right time to to hire? And, and I know because obviously you mentioned that um, you were hiring when you were still living off of savings. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously there's a cho- there's a choice there and, and, and how you can make it work. So I'd love to know a little bit more about yeah that was for me it was in the beginning i think um i was doing back then instagram tiktok because i was going very fast on tiktok at that time as well and youtube all by myself and i really wanted to make it work because i can be very determined if i want to have something i'm going to go for it so i was working so hard and i remember one friend looking me in the eyes and he was saying like susan you look horrible you look so tired you look drained you look burned out you great need to great friend literally <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> and i really took his 
words and advice. And I was like, I am tired because I was working from 8 a.m. in the morning until 10 p.m. every single day, Saturdays, Sundays. And I remember thinking I cannot do this any more longer because I wasn't having fun anymore. And that's when I thought maybe if I hire someone who can do the editing for YouTube and who can help me shoot the content, that would save up so much time. And that was one of the scariest investments back then to do because... I was still living off my savings, but it it was so worth it because within two or three months, I started to see so much results. So for me, it was 100% worth it. And after that, I got a second editor and I got translators as well and also a personal assistant. But you, it's like you feel when it's the right time. Susan, Susan's yeah. got an empire. Susan's got an <laughs> empire right now. Round of applause. No, that's amazing. Thank that's, you. That's really, really cool. Thank and, you. Um, well, I mean, obviously... Um, it's, a, it's an investment. It's, it's something that you, you definitely have to probably look into as you start to grow because it's got to be sustainable. You've got to be yep. able to like keep it 100%. up and, 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 and be your, still have an element of like doing the little things that keep keep you being you because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're sharing a lot of your life, but you've got to be able to like have a bath every once in a exactly. while, you know, like, you know, you've got to have those moments yeah. that allow you to recalibrate. And I think, you know, kind of bringing team members on board will um, 100%. allow you to do that. It's just about finding that kind of the right time yeah. um, and the right team members as well, because you, you need to make sure that it's still you, the content stays true to who you yeah. are and what you want to look like and be like and, and all yes. the rest of it. Um, and so did you kind of go through any sort of trial um, phases with, with team members? What was the, what was the experience there on, yeah. the, on the hiring process? It's a really funny experience because that one friend that told me that I looked so <laughs> he was hiring new team members, actually. And he told me, Susan, we are hiring new team members for our team. If you want, you can join. You can see if you like someone and then you can maybe start to work with them. And there was one guy that really stood out for me and I saw how talented he was and I saw the pictures that he made and I was like, I would really love to work with him. And that's when we start our trial month. And <laughs> it was things really didn't go well it was horrible like working together i was the mistakes have got to be made exactly we made so we made all the mistakes in the books it was horrible we went together to nusa penida i was too afraid i was like can you maybe take a picture of me i was so so terrified to ask him for something and he was terrified to like do things without my permission he was even afraid to hold my camera so that really didn't turn out good as well but it was trial and error and trial and error and i stick with him we stick together and right now i couldn't think of a better videographer photographer editor to have by my side because essentially we don't even need to communicate anymore we come to a place and he knows what he needs to do i know what i need to do and it's seamless it's oh symbiotic relationship yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly no awesome awesome and I, I mean i think like a lot of what i'm taking i've been taken away from this conversation as well as you 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 know you, you've got perseverance you're you're disciplined you have um determination you have yeah. an understanding of where you want to go what you want to do and so yeah. i'd like to know because i i if i'm not mistaken you do have a few sort of tattoos here and there that kind of really express that for you yeah. and having that kind of like personally ingrained on yourself as a constant reminder yeah so i'd love to know a little bit more about any of these like very special tattoos that you might have and and feel free to share them with uh with uh with the camera over there good question i'm just looking i think my number one most important one is this one on my wrist it's it says time yeah and it's there to remind me that we're so short here that like 
time is passing by and you really need to spend it wisely because like I was saying, I was working so much. I forgot to sometimes enjoy the moment and I just, I really want to make everything of this life. I want to be happy all the time. I want to live my dreams. I want to create something beautiful. I want to have a purpose. And this reminds me of that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> well, being able to look back and, and, you know, know that the mistakes that were made were lessons taught and, yeah. and, and that, you know, we, we're not, we're, we should never live life with regrets. We should never feel, exactly. we should never feel shame for anything. We should uh, understand that these are all the building yeah. blocks that make us who we are. Yeah. And, uh, and, the, they're the steps that, that take us in the direction of what does really truly make us happy right like it's happiness is is the real key at the end of all of this it really is and it makes me so happy to look back at literally all the mistakes that i did and coming to bali all by myself and being so afraid and just thinking i want to make more of life than just work from nine to five and that was that's also what time represents like the time that i have on this planet i want to spend doing things that i love and like sharing that with other people and looking back and seeing all the mistakes and how much i grew and learned that makes me genuinely so happy because it was time well spent literally i grew so much and that made yeah i love it that's beautiful beautiful story yeah any um, uh, any other ones there you want to share that, that you think have a good uh... i have a lot of them i have this one as well which i really like it stands basically for freedom. I just want to free fly as a bird. It's the eagle, so it's like the biggest bird in its kind, which I also kind of like want to represent that you can start very small, but you can grow out very big. And that's what I'm still trying to chase. And it's just like freedom is for me the most important thing, which also means Svatantra. And uh, I just want to live wild and free. Wild and free? Yeah. In sneakers. Wild like and a gypsy. Free and sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. No, that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And yeah. um, do you, have you have you learned any uh, Bahasa during your time here? Yes. Would you say you're quite proficient proficient in it? No, 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 not professional. But I do have to say I understand a lot. So if my mm. team would talk behind my back, I'll be like, <laughs> I know what you're saying. <laughs> that's good. That's yes, good. yes, yes. And that kind of came with spending a lot of time here or taking, taking lessons as well. Uh, I took lessons, but uh, I, I'm a terrible student I, I don't do my homework I if I have to do something I'm like I don't want to do it so I did that for if, I think a few months and then I quit and now I do Duolingo as well and with the villas all the workers are Indonesian so I have I, I didn't have a choice I had to talk with them in Indonesian throwing yourself in the deep end and learning how to swim on the job <laughs> yeah, right? yeah yeah, yeah. That's well I mean we you say it. you're a terrible student however I mean okay and also I don't want to make people believe that if you are uh, an LCA family member that you're a student because you're not <laughs> but there's obviously a learning process there and evidently yes. you must be a very good student in that regard because uh yeah you're here with us today 100 percent. if I really want something then I'm the best student ever <laughs> no you, doubt well, about you know, it and you're absolutely making <laughs> making waves I, I think this is a question that you probably must get asked a lot um yeah. but obviously uh, here on the Lost Creator Podcast. We want to know uh, <laughs> is um, what what are the sort of like the next goals, the next steps for you? I love that question. That is a really good one. My next goals are now to live completely location independent, which I had already a little bit, but I'm so based in Bali and in Indonesia. I 
want to see way more of the world and way more remote parts. So my next big step is there is actually going to be a third villa that I want to invest in. So it's going to be a little bit more time, but that's really what I want to do. And then I'm only going to focus on my YouTube channel because that's my passion. I want to show the remote parts of the whole world. Branch out there and yeah. make sure you carry an extra pair of trainers. <laughs> Or sneakers. Yes. Sneakers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for our, uh, our, um, our British friends. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. Awesome. So I do want to wrap things up here a little bit. But okay. um, obviously, before we go, uh, we've prepared a little uh, a little game for you. <laughs> if you're if you're interested in taking parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, and well, I mean, basically, you are um, based off of your content. Uh, or we would like to believe that you are pretty much a big expert on Indonesia. And so we wanted to put a little bit of your uh, your knowledge to the test here with a bit of um, Bali trivia. Okay. Do you think you're uh, you're ready to handle it? <laughs> I don't know. A bit nervous we'll, now. We'll, we'll check it out. I mean, like, basically, this is your chance to prove to everyone, everyone watching uh, at home, everyone listening, uh, that you are indeed the true <laughs> expert on Indonesia and that okay. we should be coming to your YouTube channel for right. the content. All right. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Phenomenal. So it's time for Bali trivia. <laughs> We've got a huge budget for um, for uh, jingles. <laughs> I love so, it. <laughs> so that's our uh, our trivia jingle. All right. Okay. So question number one. Mm-hmm. In Bali, you can try one of coffee's more interesting blends or grinds, uh, and this is known as kopi luwak. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and what's made interesting about this. Uh, blender grind is that it is the, the coffee has coffee bean has been digested right uh basically poop beans yep. yeah yeah poop beans but the question is which animal has it been digested through the luwak no 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 that's just the name of the coffee that's the by the way, if you're watching this or listening at home, why don't you play with us? Uh, pause the video if you think you know the uh, question or if you think you know the answer. Uh, leave it in the comments below and then resume the video and find out if you're right. Okay. Okay. So is that your final answer? <laughs> the <Yeah>. luwak. <laughs> um, I really thought, yeah. Uh, th- I mean, it was a confident guess. <laughs> yeah. Confident guess, but wrong answer, okay. I'm afraid. Um, so the actual, the, the animal that it goes through is called the Asian palm civet. Wow, kind of looks like a, a little bit like a cat, but also yeah. like a bit like a like some sort of ferret, beaver okay. kind of animal. Okay, good job though. This one, this Thank one, you. I feel, I feel this one. I'm, I'm feeling confident that I think you might get this one right. So right, here we go. Let's see. Question number two: Garuda Indonesia is one of the more popular airlines in Indonesia, but what does Garuda mean? Bird. Very close. What type of bird? <laughs> that I don't know. Well. A big bird. A big bird. It is Very a big, bird. big bird. It is a big bird, yes. I can give you a hint. You have it tattooed on your eagle. body. Yes. <laughs> eagle? It is an eagle. Oh, yes. wow. Yes, correct. Okay. It is an eagle. Did you get that one right, guys? Uh, leave a comment down below. <laughs> okay, number three. Okay. I mean, this one, come on. I'm, I'm going to, you know, come on. Okay, 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 okay. I feel like I'm, I'm no saying too here. much without saying anything at all. <laughs> In one of your YouTube series, you walked 160 kilometers <laughs> from west... 
He walked 160 kilometers from west to east Bali, starting in Gilimanuk. Mm-hmm. But what regency is Gilimanuk in? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. Yeah, West Bali. Benjangan Regency. What did you say? Benjangan oh, Regency. That's a little bit too far west, I think. No, Benjangan? Benjangan is dear. A little bit closer. Do you know your regencies? No. Evidently. The best person to go to on YouTube for Indonesian content. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, <laughs> oh. Supposedly, there's a map animation Did in one I? of the videos, yeah. Yeah, but regencies, who knows regencies in Bali? Uh, well, in, th- in theory, the expert on YouTube of Indonesian content should. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the right answer uh, for anyone who's wondering, and maybe you've got this right at home, is Jembrana. Jembrana. Okay. Yeah, it rings a bell. Does that ring a bell? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question, no, we're not done yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. Your YouTube channel has blown in popularity due to yes. the trying of different <clears throat> Indonesian foods yes. for the first time. So we're going to put uh, your uh, Indonesian food uh, knowledge to the test. And if you don't know, have a guess. Okay. okay. So what are the following dishes? Mm-hmm. Uratan. Can you say it again? Uratan. Spicy noodles. <laughs> Close. Um, it's actually pig intestine sausage. <gasps> See, that's why I don't know it. Mm. I don't eat pig. Don't eat, you don't eat pork? No. Okay, okay. Uh, understandable, uh, but, um, you know, maybe you, you might have heard of it on the streets. Okay. Did you get that one right at home? Uh, leave a comment down below. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the next one is Keripik Usus Ayam. <laughs> I feel like one of these words you probably yeah, know. Yeah, Ayam chicken. Ayam is obviously. chicken, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usus, you said? Usus. And keripik. Keripik was the first word. Keripik usus ayam. I, no, keripik I don't. Keripik means traditional Indonesian biscuit, like a chip, okay. chips. Yeah. yeah. It's chicken biscuit with some kind of sauce or so. Again, so close. <laughs> so close. Um, The actual uh, answer that we were looking for is crackling chicken intestines. Oh, why? What? What's up with the intestines over here? <laughs> Hey, you're the food expert, not me. I yeah, feel but like I don't eat intestines. <laughs> they can be okay. okay. It's a delicacy. Next know? time if we do it, I'll invite you. Perfect. We'll, <laughs> we'll try intestines together. Okay. Um, the very last one of the food mm-hmm. okay. test here is lawak, lawak nyaman. Lawak. Something with blood, I think. Mm, oh, no, not quite. Lawak, lawak nyaman. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Confidently. Honestly. Can we confidently look down into the camera and tell the viewers that you confidently don't know what Lawak knew? Confidently, I don't know. <laughs> it's actually um, really delicious. It's uh, it's bee larvae salad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so once we wrap this up, we're going to okay. go have some Lawak now one together. All right, all right. And maybe add some uratan on the side. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, come on, you're the expert. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Have you actually tried? Is there any like what was what's probably been the most outrageous? Uh, sorry, what's the most in the Western uh, mindset outrageous um, 
food you've tried. I've tried a few. I've tried a few interesting things on my travels. So yeah, yeah. I think for, I didn't try any intestines or some kind, but I tried um, pig blood one time but i think for me what was the most uncomfortable thing like i don't eat pork anyway but we were at a local ceremony and the pork was just slaughtered we saw it being killed and then it was like uh, roasted and they were chopping it right in front of us and they served it to us as like babi guling and they were like ha it's still hot because it was alive one hour ago and that was for me like eating that just felt wrong in any way and I think that was for me the most uncomfortable you, thing. Blood. Yeah. You drank it or ate it? Ate it. Oh, in, it in in some kind of like, I think it was also one intestine, but I didn't really know and I didn't want it to know. But just like a dish where they mix blood with like vegetables as well. Oh, so yes. actually, I tried uh, goat's blood, but I oh, wow. I drank it directly from the neck of the um. Of you the goat. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. How Ro- was roll that? clip. Roll clip. This is uh just a little bit, you know. It's very warm. It was interesting. I mean like look, at the end of the day, when you cut your finger and you put your finger in your yeah, mouth, yeah it tastes uh, like iron. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like crazy, but it is because you the the, the goat had just been sacrificed wow. and it's you're putting your face into what is essentially like there's just a lot of heat yeah a lot of heat coming off the animal because it's basically yeah. just been killed um that was the more like uncomfortable wow. part about it but, wow um, but yeah that was definitely a very interesting one that is interesting. so i probably would have known uratan okay <laughs> <laughs> good for had, you no, I had no clue no clue okay and then this is the last one now I, again i feel like you know um, having you know being from the netherlands originally mm-hmm. you should have a bit of an upper hand on uh, this one but this one we're, we're testing you a little bit on your um knowledge of the history of uh of bali oh, so right. in 1906 <laughs> easy in 1906 the dutch army decided to counter a balinese revolt to quickly reach denpasar on on which beach did the dutch land on to counter this revolt (laughs) come on you're dutch you should you should know this one (laughs) have a guess um so they reached quickly denpasar you say well they wanted to quickly reach denpasar so on which beach did they land on to quickly get there um. <laughs> this is this is this is uh, this is uh, Susan's redemption question because so far it's not been the greatest track uh, <laughs> record on oh, the trivia. Oh my god! No, it's been a terrible interview. I feel so bad. No, no, no. The interview has been phenomenal. The trivia is, on the other hand, has just been a little bit. Which beach? I mean, we, 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 we I mean, uh, granted, we've really put you to the test here. Yeah, it cannot be. It cannot be Uluwatu or a beach in Chenggu. So it would be on the, maybe Ahmed Beach? Hmm. No, not quite. Sanua? Final answer? Sanua, yes, yes. But that's my final answer, by the way. I know, right? It, it, correct, yes, <gasps> yes. Okay, yes! and the re- redemption <laughs> has been made. Yeah. Susan is definitely the best person to go to if you want to know about Indonesia, uh, Indonesian oh, culture, Indonesian food. Um, <laughs> and on that note, Susan, I just want to say a massive thank you for being here with us today. And Thank you so and, much. And you've added, obviously, so much value to, to 
uh, to this conversation. And um, I really hope to, to obviously catch up soon. And hopefully uh, once you're back from all of your, your travels that are upcoming, we'll be able to have a, another catch up, maybe uh, bring you back on board. Of course, I would be more than happy. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much once again for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week. And uh, have a lovely evening or day or wherever in the world you are. Have a drink with me.